Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. Neil Bailey is a motorcycle enthusiast, travels the world on a bike, and helps children. In particular, now he's in Ukraine, raising money for a children's hospital in Lviv. You're gonna love his interview. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. On today's show, we have a live interview from Ukraine via Skype with my new friend, Neil Bailey, who is a motorcycle enthusiast, has an American charity that helps children around the world. And today he's here to talk about helping a children's hospital in Ukraine. Welcome to the program, Neil Bailey. How are you today, sir? I'm very well, thank you for having me on the show. I'm so honored to meet you, and I've heard great things through mutual friends, but you have uh, an American charity in Charlotte, North Carolina, 501c3, uh, but you're a, a native uh, Englander. Tell me about uh, how you got started in all this. Well, I'm a Brit, and I came to America in the early 80s, just uh, fell in love with it, fell in love with a girl, and, uh, ended up staying in America. So. Um, I'd always done philanthropic stuff as a kid through with uh, a children's television program. We raised money for projects in Africa um, in our summers. So I kind of, by the time I was a teenager, I did voluntary work outside London with abandoned children. And then in 2008, I started Wellspring International Outreach to primarily raise funds for an orphanage in Peru. It went on to become a 501c3 charity I created a television show around it at 15. And in the last 15 years, we've adopted projects in South Africa, Kenya, which is not running uh, currently. And then last year, when the war started in Ukraine, I decided that I needed to go to Ukraine to help out. I couldn't stay here innocent children. And you did, you did recently bring a film crew with you and Voice of America produced a seven minute clip. We're gonna show that in a, in a couple minutes. Uh, but what was your interest in going to Ukraine and what resistance did you encounter? Well, initially, uh, one of the things that I do once a year is I, um, I'm invited out to a photography exhibition in the Middle East in one of the Emirates, the United Arab Emirates in, in Sharjah. And while I'm there, my job is to actually interview world's top photographers. I sit them down just like we're doing today and I have a real heart to heart with these uh, amazing photographers and over the two or three years that I was there I've interviewed a number of conflict photographers, Pulitzer Prize winners, National Geographic photographers and so really started to get kind of into the mindset of photographers who are bringing us news from war zones and when the war started, I had just interviewed a gentleman by the name of Kieran Ridley, who you'll see in the Voices of America piece that the Ukrainian film crew made for us. And he called me from Ukraine, and it was cold. He was covering refugees. He was riding a motorcycle. It wasn't running very well. Uh, the Russians were killing journalists. His wife had just given birth to twins in Paris. 
So he was under an enormous amount of stress. And I started to think, well, you know, everybody has an opinion on the war. Um, there's not too many people you're going to run into on the street that won't tell you what they think about it. But if it wasn't for people like Aaron Ridley, Mohsen, Heidi Levine, all these photographers and journalists that are actually working in these zones, none of us would have any opinion. So I decided that I would go to help um, Kieran and tell the story of the journalist. And because I've always been raising money for children, I sent him and his contact. Look, I can raise some money here, but I want our money for children. And interestingly enough, as I started the process to get to go to Ukraine, Kieran got an assignment to cover a girl, Sophia, who was in the hospital. And she had taken shrapnel through the, front of her brain. It, through the front of her forehead, sorry. It went through her brain, hit the back of her skull, bounced down the cerebral cortex, left her. I'm sorry, your, your audio is breaking up, but somebody that you met there took some shrapnel and the children were in the hospital because of that? No, the little girl had taken the shrapnel. Right, a little girl. Uh, you met the families there, and, and tell me about the project in Lviv. Yes, yeah, so my partner, Kieran, had been working inside the hospital. That's how I identified the need. And because these children, you know, most pediatricians aren't trained to deal with the injuries before. Amputations, shrapnel, massive burns, you know, so this has been a really, really stressful, you can imagine, time for the doctors inside Ukraine. Doctors are coming in from all around the world for surgeries safe children. So it just was a natural for me that whatever we could raise, we would help uh, the hospital. You know, normally I would be worried about your safety as a journalist. You're there sometimes with a film crew and now you're talking to us on, on television news. Uh, you, you take your, uh, your life in your own hands. You're, you're at risk of being shot at yourself by the Russians who are trying to invade. But now that you tell the story, I'm far more worried about the children. The children live there, that's their home. And, and now they're caught in the crossfire. They don't have any uh, responsibility for causing that war. They're just trying to suffer through the shrapnel and they're in the hospital and you are helping them. We want everyone to give today at wellspring-outreach.org. That is the website, wellspring-outreach.org. When we come back from this break, we're gonna show a full seven minute clip of Neil riding around on motorcycles from Voice of America. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. You know, I've been doing a lot of praying and for years I've been teaching about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Now, what really happened on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter two? Why did the disciples receive the power from God to do Christian ministry? And how can you experience the baptism in the Holy Spirit for your own power ministry? This is a five part teaching, newly available. We just put this out. Part one is the baptism in the Holy Spirit, how to receive the power of God in your life. Then we go into part two, the gifts, the power gifts of the Holy Spirit. Part three is every instance we could find of speaking in tongues throughout church history. It's not an old gift, it's for you today. And also we have interviews with 
Charles Johnson and Lana Heitley. I wanna encourage you to get this product when you visit our, our website, PrayInJesusName.org. Click on the online bookstore at the top of the page, PrayInJesusName.org, available for a suggested donation of $30. Or you can call us at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. This is a topic that uh, in the last century was responsible for up to 800 million Christians around the world experiencing the gift of tongues and their own private prayer life. How can you have powerful intercession in your prayer life with God? This will energize you as a Christian and it's all Bible-based. This is real step-by-step -step instruction through the scriptures. We want you to have the baptism in the Holy Spirit before you even uh, begin to experience that, it might be important if you learn what the Bible says about that gift. Again, yours today for a do suggested donation of $30. Get this product today at PrayInJesusName.org. Operators standing by at 866-Obey-God. I'm Dr. Chaps. You know, Jesus taught the parable about sowing the seed and you don't want it wasted, you want it to grow with 30, 60, 100 fold for the kingdom of Jesus Christ. I'll tell you three mission areas that we're doing here at Pray In Jesus Name. I think our charity does more with less than any other charity I know. We are fertile seed. For example, number one, we pray in millions of television homes every day or every weekend on eight networks we have 2.5 billion home TV impressions every month. The second area, we feed orphans and children in some of the poorest slums overseas. We're building a new vocational school, we're digging wells, and we're serving the poor when you give to pray in Jesus' name. Number three, we defend religious freedom, especially for our troops and our chaplains. We've now helped send five million petitions to Congress We've helped change bad laws or policies in 13 states and four times in federal law. You know my story as a former Navy chaplain, standing up for the right to pray in Jesus' name and defending religious freedom. Would you donate today? In fact, we want you to come up monthly pledge sponsor. When you visit PrayInJesusName.org, on the right side, click the monthly pledge sponsor button at PrayInJesusName.org. Your monthly gift will help change the world in Jesus' name. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. This is Pamir, an abandoned Soviet-era radar station in the Kerpesian mountains of Ukraine, at an altitude of 1,565 meters. Traveler and reporter Neil Bailey and photographer Kieran Ridley tackled 15 kilometers of challenging mountain road this is this Cold War era installation. Growing up as kids with the Cold War, you know, we always had the, you know, the nuclear threat and, you know, spies and reds under the bed. And it was, you know, it was very much my generation. Built in the 1960s as an air defense station, these five domes now stand as a reminder of Russia's ambitions. The last attempts by the Soviets to do something, you know, and now Russia's doing it again and it's a different, you know, is someone going to stand on a memorial 40 years from now to this war? Bailey and Ridley have ridden more than 7,000 kilometers in Ukraine. They have passed through checkpoints, crossed step roads in the south, 
and gone off-road in the Capessians. Definitely the motorcycle helps, it really breaks down barriers and it's a good icebreaker. I think you get better access actually because people are intrigued straight away. What's this hairy English guy doing on a motorbike? To better understand this... Bailey lives in the US and works closely with a Barber Motorsports Museum in Birmingham, Alabama. He knows his way around a motorcycle. I'm Neil Bailey, motorcycle journalist and philanthropic adventure traveler. Bailey has been traveling the world on motorcycles for over 20 years, raising funds for charity through his non-profit Wellspring International Outreach Foundation. Ukraine is the 56th country he visited on his bike. These experiences have allowed us to see something completely different. I wasn't watching this on social media and the news before I came. In over four weeks, the two men talked to miners and fishermen. They have visited the speedway tracks at the bombed-out motorcycle track in Bucha. They have met farmers near Odessa and soldiers undergoing rehabilitation near Lviv. They talked with children who found refuge in a monastery and met patients at the children's hospital. Ukraine's quite a special place, I think, and um, the people really shine through. Vinnytsia was the toughest stop on their trip. Bailey and Ridley arrived three hours after Russian missiles hit the city centre, killing dozens of civilians. And you just think, these poor people had no chance. It's just like we're standing here right now. That's what it is. And how do we look at that? How do we reconcile that in our minds? Bailey says he wants the world to see what he sees. Because he says, once you see it, it's impossible to ignore. Amalyanos Shudak for VOA News. Ukraine.
This is PIJN News, defending your religious freedom. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Hi, I'm Dr. Chaps. I want to introduce my friend, Mike Lindell, who wants to help support our ministry and the work of PIJN News. Uh, Mike, what do you think? Well, I think everybody out there, y'all need to get behind Pray in Jesus' Name's ministry. Dr. Chaps here with this great ministry needs your support and you can, you should donate to it. You can also use your promo code PRAYNEWS and anything you're getting from my pillow with big discounts, a lot of those proceeds are coming right back. I'm gonna put them right back into this, into your amazing charity and show. My employees and I are excited to announce it's our 20th anniversary and to celebrate, we're bringing you a limited edition MyPillow. The Giza Elegance MyPillow is made with the most amazing cotton. Two inch pipe gusset comes in four custom loft levels and it's machine washable and dryable. When I got my pillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported in the line. That's why we've been around for 20 years because MyPillow works. Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, only $19.98. With my 60-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. Sleep well, America! Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Chaps and, and joined for a third segment by Neil Bailey, who is now in Ukraine talking to us via Skype. Neil, uh, your website says that you have finished your work in Ukraine, but there's more work to, to be done after you come back. What are your travel plans? Um, I've been in Ukraine for nearly three weeks. Um, I've been in Lviv, been at the Children's Hospital. I spent a week um, at Superhumans. It's a, a rehabilitation center founded by uh, Howard Buffett, Warren Buffett's son. And it's for prosthesis and rehabilitation of soldiers who are losing limbs um, you know, in the war. Um, and then I traveled I don't know, a couple of thousand miles, uh, riding to various projects. I rode to Kiev, spent some time with friends there. And now I'm actually in Odessa, I'm on the Black Sea. And I've just been down in Yuzhny, so I've been running up and down the coast where all the grain ships are and all of the, all the, the mechanics for transporting minerals and grain and ships. And of course, it's been a very contentious part of the war. The Russians have been bombing these uh, areas and obviously trying to stop the food from getting out of Ukraine. Um, Odessa has been hit a few times lately. I went to a Russian church yesterday that got hit. And thankfully, compared to last year, it's actually been a little more calm. We had a missile strike in Lviv, and of course, being in Odessa is one thing. Hitting it, I today I stopped side road, and I have an app on my phone for the air alerts, and um, I just heard, you know, automatic weapon fire, big, big fire, and I think it was. Um, Oh my! Missile stuff, and then I saw smoke on the horizon. So I'm assuming drones coming in the estuary on the other side of the grain place. So, you know, it's, it's a strange place to be because it can be very calm. Life is going on. Ukrainian people are 
really getting their getting their teeth into trying to live their lives in this uncertainty, and then you stop and you you hear anti the anti missile weapons going off, and they must have hit something because uh, instant smoke. So you are an eyewitness to history, and you know we try not to get too political when it comes to foreign affairs, but. Uh, the Biden administration has been helping Ukraine. Putin and, and, and the Russians have been attacking Ukraine, um, and yet they are not a NATO ally. So we don't know if there's a long-term partnership, uh, apart from a negotiation of, of new boundaries and some kind of peace deal, this war may be going on for a long time. Uh, do you plan to help the children for an extended period? Yeah. I. I want to do what I can, you know, until Ukraine gets their victory. And um, there's no shortage of children being injured at any time. Um, it, it's just, you know, it's pretty sick to see little girls with their feet blown off and girls with their heads blown apart. And, you know, there's so many things that are positive in Ukraine. I mean, wonderful people, beautiful countryside, incredibly rich agriculture country, you know, you ride for hours through wheat and corn and sunflower. And then, you know, we stopped in, I stopped in, in Bucha, which was the site of all the atrocities in the mass graves when the Russians came up close to Kiev. And, you know, I'm walking around a graveyard that's literally got hundreds of graves. And all there is on the grave is a number because they can't identify body enough to give that body a name. And just the torture and the rape and what the Russians people. And I stopped in a church um, a couple of days ago, an amazing pastor on this day, and he was telling stories about you know, raising money for meals, raising money for sleeping bags, taking care of people in subways, how he was stepping over dead bodies in Butcher and Irpin, and how you know, stories of men who starved to death in the Russian occupations so their wives could eat. And, you know, you go to these, you know, and they're, they're forming a church now, and what they're doing is they're building a wood-fired heating system for the floor so that in the winter they can cover it in mattresses and house people if the Russians take the electrical grid out. And, you know, this man didn't speak politically. He didn't speak, you know, he didn't raise a big stick. He just talked about what he did. And I've got to tell you, it's not a dry eye in the house. And so they're just amazing people here doing amazing things. And then the other side of the atrocities, unthinkable. Really. I can imagine every family has a story and you are there and you are telling their story. Otherwise we would never hear what's really happening on the ground. So I wanna say thank you. Um, our audience likes to pray and I wonder if you have a prayer request or, or should we just pray for the Ukrainian people in general? Yeah, that would be fantastic. Okay, let us pray. Father in heaven, I pray in Jesus' name for Neil and his travels, but in particular, the children of Ukraine who are suffering from the crossfire and the migrations and uh, the, the, the hunger that comes with any kind of war. Father, we pray that it ends quickly, that there is peace, that Putin and the Russians will lay down their arms and stop their aggression, and that the Ukrainian people will have independence and that they will have peace to raise their children in safety 
and we pray for those who are wounded that they will be helped through this project, in particular in the hospital, the Children's Hospital of Lviv, and we pray that Neil is very successful in helping them uh, through this uh, publicity tour. We pray this for, and for his safety in Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> thank you very much, and thank you for being so in tune with what's needed. You know, this is, this is about women, innocent women and children, raped, tortured, bombed, shot, having their houses blown away, and they didn't ask. You know, it's it, it just, you know, it's 2023, and it's just absolutely horrible that we have. Thank you very much. All right, Neil's website is wellspring-outreach.org. Our website is PrayInJesusName.org. Please donate if you can to help us bring you these interviews, PrayInJesusName.org. If you need prayer, call us today at 866-Obey-God. We'll see you next time. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.